Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 168 of Stream of Thought. And today we start off by talking about probably one of the most frustrating things that Victor and I have to deal with driving behind somebody who doesn't really know the rules of the road, or worse yet, shouldn't be on the road at all. So, what's better than that? Staying at home and shopping on Amazon Prime. And trust me, Victor and I have plenty to share about this conversation. Well worth a listen. Yes, he's got plenty to share as well with his, uh, I think it's, I'm going to call it a ranting Ricks. His Zoom meeting. Oh, what happened? Well, I'm not going to divulge all the details, but it is entertaining as usual. And that transitions into leadership. The different experiences that he and I have had in corporate America and uh, nonprofit America, and just what that entails. So, with that being said, episode number 168 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> So I'm out today, and I'm walking down the street, and I hear like the, I hear this loud banging sound, and I look up, and this woman is standing there, and her car door is kind of moving a little bit back and forth, and it looks all fucked up, and then there's this car driving by toward me, and then it drives past me. And that car looked fucked up. And I look and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm just like, wait. Wait just a minute. The person opened up their door. They parked their car. They opened up their door. And then as that happened, the the person driving behind them, driving by, hit the car door. And then just kept driving. And it was like an old lady. And then... I guess she had parked, she she was driving and parked around the corner, but I was like, holy cow, can you imagine parking your car, opening your door to get out, and then boom, a fucking car just hits it? Dude, that is like my biggest fear. Whenever I'm parking in the city, that is, that is something that is number one on my mind. What about you? When I'm in the city? Dude, I always think about that when I'm getting out of my car. All the time. I'm just like, I hope I don't get hit by a... I hope I don't get hit by another car. And a lot of time, too, when I'm driving, some of these fuckers, like... uh, (laughs) Some of these people, uh, their car door just swings wide open. And it's like, dude, do you not look in your mirror to see if there's a car that is driving behind you? Because I always look. I always look in the mirror. Yeah. Well, I, I feel I feel like that uh, that encapsulates my day when it comes to I just got home and I was driving behind somebody who, I mean, it was one of those things. It's like it looks like a drunk driver where they're going down Route Fifty Three, which they is don't know what the mi- fuck they're doing. Yeah, like forty five miles an hour. Uh, they're going about thirty five or so, and. They're, they're not staying in the lane. They're going no. a quarter into the lane to the side. And then they and swing back. back. Yeah. And so I'm able to turn left and they keep going straight. But I look and it's this this shriveled old man who's like crushed over, barely can see over the steering wheel. And it's like this individual should not be driving a car right Dude, now. Dude, if you're over insane. the age of fucking 75, you need to get you need to check. 
you need a driver's license check like every year. None of this, get your driver's license, it expires in four-year bullshit. Dude, so many times I'm driving around, and I'm like, what the fuck is this person doing? Oh, they're 85 years old. That explains everything. Is it bad in L.A.? Uh, you mean like old folks driving around? Yeah, right. Everyone's crazy, so uh, not necessarily like old people, but... Most of the time when I see what you were describing where people are driving 10 or 15 miles below the speed limit, swerving, and then you finally get a chance to pass them and you look over and clearly, you know, they are at least 80 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I mean, that, that is, that is so omnipresent in the, the suburban area that we grew up in. I mean, I feel like you've experienced that while you were here, so... I don't know how it compares to being on the West Coast. <laughs> in in the frequency, it feels like Sunday mornings, probably the heightened area, but every once in a while, man, there are certain times of the year where old people just commandeer the roads. <laughs> We're just starting off strong, just shitting all over people who are <laughs> over the age of 80. <laughs> Yo, no, I... Old hey, people hey, this, old y- people that. You, you may be doing that. Me, I'm just saying bad drivers who are of the elderly age. I have no criterion to, you know, judge an age range. So that's on you, man. I'm, I'm all good. If you're if you're 90, 95 years old and you can drive the car well, I got nothing against you. Just don't be a dumbass. Dude, so how is your... Um... How should we say this? How has your sabbatical on news consumption going? Because you said that you are you are done with it. I'm done. I'm not checking the news. I don't care. And I'm thinking this is going to last for like three days. I know it. I know it. Yeah. Uh, I would say that that's actually pretty accurate when it comes to how many days I was able to abstain. You know what? Actually, it was it was probably close to a week. Um, and now, yeah, it was it was a heightened emotional state, and now I'm I'm just curious to see how the the election is going to be playing out, right? Because you've got early voting, you get all these news stories about people waiting up to eleven hours in line to vote. Early voting. This isn't even election day, and here you have people waiting eleven hours in line just to cast an early vote. That's fucking nuts, dude. So, I don't know. I'm, Why I, don't all this... I didn't know that not... I didn't know this until all this stuff happened, but uh, there's very few states that just will send out the ballot by mail to everyone, and then there's states that are making it near impossible to cast your vote. I, I don't know if I would go that 11 far. fucking I mean, hours? My, the, like I would call the, that near the, impossible to cast a vote. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's totally separate from the, the process, oh. like the, the overarching process. If you want to, like, cast your ballot early, if you want to, like, send in uh, vote-by-mail stuff, like, institutional stuff, like, that seems to be just problematic. But, no, I agree, dude. Like, the 11-hour wait period early voting the first day in georgia this was actually in georgia where they've had problems before it's like fucking 11 hours 11 hours 
on the first day of early voting. We still have three weeks till the election. I dropped my ballot last week. I got it in the mail a couple weeks ago. Filled that out. Put it in the envelope. Sealed it with a damp cloth as they asked. Instead of licking it, dropped it in the ballot box. Votes have been cast. So, uh, have you... You're you're kind of aware of... I don't know. You shop on Amazon, right? I do. Today's Prime Day, I think, right? Or yesterday, or what? Yesterday and today, Prime Days. Yeah. Did you bother taking advantage? I mean, there's just a couple things I need. I'm not going to go out of my way to order stuff that I don't need just to order it, you know? Why? Do you you order a bunch of stuff for yourself? It's one of those things, right, where I... I mean, it it comes to, like, basic necessities of, like... um, Like, I have an electric toothbrush, haven't gotten replacements of that for a while. Like, all these kind of things build up, like undershirts, uh, socks, stuff like that, it all builds up over time. And for me, I just, I mean, during the pandemic, I'm not going to go out to a, like a Kohl's or a Sears or whatever and, and buy shit. And so like, you know what, Prime Day, I'm going to check it out, see what's going on. There were a couple uh, additional things too that were on my kind of bucket list that I was thinking about. And one of which that you are you are literally sitting in front of right now and speaking into uh, was something that has been on my mind for really? quite some time. I I I I decided to get like a thirty dollar uh, USB oh mic, nice uh, uh, internal port. So hopefully my volume is going to be a little clearer, more like yours. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Had really good reviews, but... No, those work well. The USB port microphones, they do the job. Super portable, super, I mean, economical. Um, yeah, seem, seems to have relatively clear... I mean, I feel like the the recordings that we have right now, even on my iPhone, it's it's fine. But it would be nice to have that additional thing when I'm doing the live little, streams. Something a little extra. Church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you can't always record straight to your uh Dude, I'm still thinking how... So one of the things I do need to buy is the USB... So the other end of it is called, I think, USB 2. I don't know. It's the USB, and then the other end of it is like... It's a USB, but it's square that goes into the back of the mixer. It's the type that goes into a printer, that goes into the back of the printer, or a mixer, or the piano. Right. That type. Yes. Yeah. And I have to buy one of those because I asked Dan again because when he loaned me his keyboard, he gave me the bag with the power adapter and the sustain pedal, and then there was one of those cables. And he's like, oh, you can use this to connect to your computer if you want. And I'm like, oh, I already have one. You can just keep it. Okay. And then I'm like, shit, I should have took it because I'm constantly having to unplug and plug this cable from my computer to the mixer to the printer to my other computer to the printer to back to the mixer and I texted him, or when I was there a while ago, I was like, hey, do you happen to have this cable? I would actually like it now. He's like, I don't know where it is. So I'm like, fuck. Should have just took it when I had the chance. And then I texted him yesterday. I was like, hey, I'll be buying a little bit. Do you happen to have the cable line of brown? Or like, should I buy one? It's like, oh, well, you should buy one because these are like gold to me. I'm like, fuck. I, I had it right there. Oh, God. I just should have taken it. And now I have to buy I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It's like five bucks, but... I had it in my hand, and I right. said, no, keep it here. And it it's just a pain in the ass unplugging, plugging all the time. But that's what I'm buying on Amazon yep. Prime. 
That's one thing that's on my list for t- so it's today. I got to place these orders today, huh? Well, it depends. I mean, some of the some of the items are normal price because I just had like I had a laundry list of probably about a dozen things that I needed just that I've been putting off for probably over a year right now. <laughs> like one of them being uh, an iPhone charger where I don't know if you can see. Got it's a, all fucked up. Kind of wrapped up, wrapped up in tape. And it's kind of hanging on by a thread, and it's be- like this is from Walgreens, so it's one of those things where I've just been kind of holding on, as opposed to getting high quality, resilient like those fiber mesh cases uh, where they have throughout the thing, very durable. Um, so I got a, I got a like a four pack or something like that with the different cord lengths. Didn't you used to have I mean, like an external battery that was like a yellow? Device. I got another one of those too. I yes, it died. It was gone, and so I ordered a new one. Like top of the line, uh, it was a it was a prime deal, so it was like fifty percent off. So it ended up being like twenty five dollars for this like really high quality uh, uh, battery pack. You know what I want to get? I so. want to get an iPhone charger that's longer than you know two and a half feet or whatever the length is. I'm so tired of trying to like it, the cord is so small. To charge your phone. They make some, though, that I think are, like, 10 feet. The pack that I got, 3 feet, 4 feet, 6 feet, and 10 feet. Four four different lengths, four Wait, di- different, and it comes in, like, a very Is it by case. Apple? It, no, it's by a, a third it. party. But it the reviews on Amazon, anyway, which I look through, because I know a lot of them can be fake and stuff like this, this has something like 10,000-plus reviews, and so... It's a 4.75 star review. <laughs> People say very durable. 4.75 so out I, of 10,000 reviews? That's pretty good. Yeah, man. So, I I feel happy. I feel I feel refreshed. Uh, I'm... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna say <laughs> some of the stuff that I needed, but... Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy Amazon Prime happened because I got some very good deals on, on some essentials nice. that... I've been without. Yeah, I always put ordering stuff off. I mean, I just got an iron and an ironing board recently. It was nice. Oh, get this. So the iron that I bought, what the fuck? So I take it out of the box, and there was water inside of it. It looked like someone bought it, they used it one time, and then returned it because there was water like droplets it wasn't filled with water but you could tell water had been inside the iron huh so what did you i just fucking left it i I will use it eventually i'm not gonna return it and do all this other like i need it so whatever but it was just odd somebody definitely probably used it one time returned it and then they ship it out to somebody else. And that somebody else happened to be me. I had mentioned, as we signed off from last episode, about the PCC meeting. That, that, yes. That we had. Barely. Like, you didn't really <laughs> divulge any details. You just said you had a meeting and... Right, was it, was sa- it. it was Saturday. It was, like, at the at the very end of, of this past episode. And it was like, oh, man. I So... <laughs> I kind of wanted to share this experience just because I don't know what your thoughts are, but 
we had um it was a the monthly clergy meeting which i think this is the second time it it's probably happened which is amazing it's great right if you're part of an organizational denomination and you want to be informed of what's going on as clergy and and be able to kind of create sort of a um a, a message or whatever the case is coordinate things this is great wonderful it's a it's a great first step i know i bitched about this in the past it's been one of the most frustrating things as i've shared many many different times as i i i'm assuming that you <laughs> recall I'm, some of those yes of course but absolutely I, I i just want to make sure that you're on the same page with me <laughs> no yes i re- i remember <laughs> so we have this meeting and it 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 was great that we had it, but it feels like there's this, we're just meeting and nothing's actually happening. I mean, there's stuff <laughs> happening behind the scenes and people are doing things in between these meetings, but in the moment, it's like our favorite bishop, who I've shared his name many times before, I don't know who's listening right now, so I'm not going to specify that information, um, continues sea dog we'll call him sea dog sea dog i like that sea dog <laughs> uh continues continues to, be, to what push his agenda on facebook it's it's not even agenda it's just when when we have a meeting with i think there was like like 16 of us together which is a really high number of clergy to have on a saturday morning so when it comes to like nonprofit organizations like ours the goal is right for all. Wait, the this clergy. is a Zoom meeting that you do, right? Yeah, yeah. This would be a dude. Get me on this Zoom meeting. I want to hang out and I want to get in on this. I won't say anything. I won't do anything to like fuck it up. But I just want to. I want to experience it. So okay, continue. <laughs> I'll, just I'll keep that in I mind for the next one. Right. Uh. Yeah. No. I mean, a, a lot of it is just figuring out how to like compensate clergy. Right. It would be great if myself as a priest was able to get health care through the progressive Catholic church, like we, but we need the financial resources and the, the general resources to be able to like do that. And so right now it's a matter of creating a structure and an organization. And I just keep thinking back to my experience when I was in a seminary, uh, working at the, the Sunday school, like creating the Sunday school in Brooklyn and like it took me three years two and a half ish years to be able to like create something on a very very small scale but it took a lot of different components and I was kind of the the organizer and the manager of all those different things right you had the human resources the financial resources the structural resources the 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 children themselves parent volunteers i mean there were all these different components and for me it was like you do this thing you do that thing you do this thing and it'll work out if we all work together as a team and communicate and so i was kind of this like the spider-man when it came to the webs of all the stuff that was having like going on and i was it worked it worked i mean it is it is still a to this day a decade later, it's still a thriving Sunday school program. And it's because I laid the groundwork for that. And so here it's a relatively new denomination that 
is led by more or less narcissistic characters <laughs> and no one seems to have this fundamental overarching understanding of how nonprofit management works and my frustration comes to the the boil when it's like we we have an hour plus meeting and nothing sub, like substantive like we don't we don't assign roles we don't start to coordinate stuff it's all like do this on your own I like I'm just gonna. Share it's all just what's one on guy mind. talking. It's like there's. Is there, it just one guy we, talking and we're all nothing. together? We're all together. We have the chance to do something. It's like no, no. We're just whatever. We're we're just gonna listen to sitting around with your dick in your hands. That's a deep cut, man. (laughs) Uh, But I know, I mean, I know the feeling. I've definitely been in meetings where I'm just like, what are we doing? This is such a huge waste of time. And you're sitting there and you're just waiting for it to be over. And somehow, in that moment of space and time, time has actually managed to stop. You look at your watch and you think, all right, this meeting's been going on for 10 minutes, 50 minutes to go. You look at the watch, 10 minutes later, you're still only 10 minutes. Like every second that passes somehow becomes slower than the one before it. And you sit there thinking, why? Why am I sitting? How did I get here? What is going on right now? It and when will like this that, meeting be over? That moment in Inception where you realize that every layer that you go deeper, time slows down more yeah. and more and more until one second is like a thousand years. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know what the, the, the craziest part of that conversation was, though? Um, and this was kind of something that I I don't know if... It, it felt like there was this cognitive distance within the the clergy because I'm I'm one of the youngest priests in our in our group. I mean I'm probably the third youngest out of the eighteen people who were on the call, and uh, one of my friends, Jeff Grant, who does the White Collar Week, who I that was my first podcast where I'd been a guest on. Um, he was on the call and he was talking about like understanding the financial component to a a religious organization and trying to utilize resources he said something to the extent of <laughs> so let's be honest in about 20 years from now i would say 90% of us are going to be dead and so we want to make sure that this organization lives beyond us because you know, we're looking at the future right now. So why don't we have somebody like Father Ricks come in and try and help us guide the path uh, to the future? I was just like, fuck, that is, a, that is a cold cut right there. Everyone just was quiet. No one said a thing 
after he said that because they're all wow. relatively old people like genuinely that that is actually probably a very factual statement wow yeah. and they were and what were that that bold move bold move on jeff's part that's funny though so then what were you thinking were you thinking like what happened after that i guess did they say rick step up to the step up to the plate what are your thoughts what did, did it go to you or what happened oh no it, it bypassed that and and for me i'm i'm i mean myself too like when jeff said that i'm like hell yeah like fucking i'm i'm a i'm a manager man like i know how like i get it from my mom i get it from a little bit from my dad but mainly my mom i know how to organize i know how to mobilize i know i know how to do this stuff give me the opportunity to create a plan and i will never disappoint but it's not one of those things that i can really push forward i mean it it's 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 one of those things where if if the need arises i'm there but i'm not going to bully my way onto the the managerial stage yeah would you say that why because the powers that be just want to keep things as they are I think that at this point there are certain people whose personalities are kind of ingrained in who they are. And, I mean, the same with all of us, right? We get older. We kind of become stale in our ability to accept new ideas. I know you and myself are always uh, <laughs> kind of breaking that. But I know as we get older, it's probably going to become harder to do. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I, I, I feel like for me as a person of faith god will provide the door for me to have the ability to walk through to do something good with i mean i i don't know what that is but i i tend not to dwell on these moments of of failures of others because it's just it's not worth my time so did this happen during the last meeting too like you were really excited that everyone's together on the zoom meeting and then it just fell flat did you after the meeting was done, did you tell, say to yourself, I don't know why I was so excited. I know better. I knew that was going to happen. What were your thoughts post-meeting? <laughs> so, so Dr. Vic, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, it, it's not something that I, uh, that I super psychoanalyze. It, it's one of those things where I, it's fun to reflect on just in, in hindsight, some of these things that happen, um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of just live and let live. I, I take it for what it is in the moment. I go on this podcast with you, share my thoughts, let it go, move on. I, I don't harbor I don't harbor some of those uh, deeper resentments that uh, that some of those who we talked about before do. Yeah, I gotcha. What just about gotta you, go man? With the flow. Yeah, I feel I feel like you have you have something to share. You've got to have something to share. Uh, Leadership. When have you been asked to be a leader? Have you ever been asked to be a leader? I'm trying to think. No. Are you fucking kidding me? Never? I mean, I did like this orientation leader thing in college and... Right. Yes. Weren't you, uh, weren't you like a welcomer or something like that? Like It for, was... For... Um, it was... So the the first two years I did it... It was an orientation program for new students. And right. so the first two – and I was in it when I was a freshman. 
and I was in like my group and everything. And so I was uh, a leader for like 10 to 12 freshmen. And then I had a buddy, what was it called? Team leader. I think it was called team leader. It was team leader. And then I had a group of 10 or 12 freshmen. And then I had every, every team leader had a buddy. So I had a buddy team leader who had, she herself had 10 or 12 freshmen and we would, our two groups would go together for all the different stuff that would be going on on campus. And I did that for a couple of years. And then the following, the year after that, before my senior year, I was a team supervisor. So I had a, I had a team of 10 or 12 or I don't know how many team leaders who then had their team of freshmen. So I did that. But as far like for you, because as far as like being a quote unquote leader, I mean, yeah, you do that in work, but I, that's just like a job. You know what I'm saying? Well, isn't always a job though. I mean, and, and like, well, and that's the thing too, is right. You, you, you've been a manager at pretty much every, uh, uh, business that you've worked at. That I I feel like is kind of indicative of the the qualities that you would have in in any situation. So yeah, but I'm saying like for the, for the for BGR for the Boiler Gold Rush orientation program that was a lot of fun. Like it was. It's funny because I'm just similar to how maybe people that are senile they just like I just don't give a fuck about any. For the most part, any like job where I have to work for somebody, just give me my fucking paycheck and leave me alone. You want me to be a leader? You want me like whatever? I'll play the fucking game, but none of that is important to me. So you know what I'm so, saying? Like they try and do this shit. Like it's like for example, Sprouts. You're a manager. You're a leader of the front end, and blah blah blah. Whatever. Just give me my fucking paycheck. <laughs> but so, the Boiler Gold Rush leader program was fun or like when I was a backpacking guide in Colorado for Boy Scouts like that was fun my heart was behind it for being a leader right my heart was in it but for jobs fuck it so but but you do you you have the willingness to become a leader in some form or a manager of others in in some way in whatever iteration of your future career kind of matters. Yeah, but whatever that is, it has to it has to it's it's value cannot be derived from a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Like, totally. I'm game. Down to be a leader for sure. But if it's just like uh like work, I don't know. I draw a very fine line behind where I put my effort and energy. Right. Yeah. Because of experience teaching me that when you put your hard work and energy into something, a lot of the time when it's for the company doesn't give a shit. So it's like, why am I doing this? And then they got some dumb bullshit rules that are ass backwards. So then it's like, well, fuck this. So it's not just like I'm like that out of – it's not just like my – default setting is from years of experience working for a company and that company uh 
you know, over time drives you fucking crazy because none of the things that they do make any sense. And so it's like, well, why I'm not going to put the effort in in the first place anymore. So just give me my paycheck and because that's all that you fucking care about is money. So I'm I'm just going to care about the money. Just give me the fucking check. You know, I feel like I feel like there's a dynamic right now that it's like, how constrained are we in our leadership roles? Right. If if we if we only have kind of a, a ceiling as to what we can do, then we can. That's exactly it. Yes, because there is a ceiling. Perfect. Totally. I couldn't yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And and like for me and part of I, I, I feel like part of the, you've worked mostly in corporate America. I feel like for me, yeah. I'm kind of like the polar opposite where I've worked mostly in nonprofit America or religious, like, you know, like non, non-corporate, whatever you call that. Right. So we right. have these kind of very divergent views and like over time I've had the ability and the freedom to kind of just explore because it's not about money, right? Corporate America is all about money and you're always going to be constrained and it's always going to be so difficult to like truly experiment with your leadership potential and abilities and just test stuff out and grow and um, make yourself a better person, make the company a better person. Um, That is like super limited when it comes to corporate America, religious America, where I come from, or nonprofit America, it's like just do your thing, like make it work, make us proud, right? We're not in it for the money. There's no, there's no bonuses to be had or anything like that. Limited pay, but you have autonomy. You have the ability. Yes, that is to what I want. Yeah, autonomy. Do your thing, and even right now, right? Um, with the with the comment about the the PCC, it's like, uh, so ninety. 90% of us are going to be dead in 20 years. Uh, we need to, we need to have somebody else to kind of like orient that. Like, like I don't, I'm ignoring the, the kind of that, you know, surface comment or whatever. There does need to be a transition of a generational transition if we want this to work. And for me, it's something like, yes, give me the freedom. Give me the power. Give me the ability to give me the ball coach. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. And oh, bro, that is exactly how I felt like in uh, in high school football. Like I knew I, I knew I was good. I knew I was good. Just put me in. I'll, I'll prove it. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things. Yeah. That uh, corporate America kind of restrains you, keeps you from from even trying out stuff like that. I've tried out stuff and failed. Um, and, you know, mostly it's harmless. I mean, mostly it, it's just whatever. Corporate America, you're fired. You're out. So it's like you can't you can't experiment. You got to you got to you got to follow the line. Yeah, it's stupid. It's really stupid and annoying. Cuz then it's like what are we doing? Why am I even here then? Why am I even here? <laughs> There's always someone that I remember at uh I think it was Sprouts. I don't know. I can't remember where. Where, you know, you make a suggestion, you think of an idea, and it's like, well, the response is, well, technically, blah, 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 blah. It's like, fuck it, dude. Who cares? Let's just make our own rules. It's just easy. It's easy to apologize and ask forgiveness. Let's just go with it. And then if it's not right, we'll answer to it later. 
gosh. But yes, autonomy. Autonomy, for sure. Controlling your destiny. Well, and that's part of the reason, too, why you said you never want to work for another person again. That is so annoying. Yeah. So annoying. So, (laughs) so annoying, dude. Yeah, I've never worked nonprofit before. I think I would like it. I think. I don't know. So, well, here's the weird thing, too, right? And um, I feel like, just briefly, you have a very compassionate soul. Like, you're you're a very good person, and you have creative ideas. And even though it doesn't pay as well as corporate America, it's something that I feel like you have you have the 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 spirit to try and do something like that. So that's just my thought, not to blow smoke up your ass or anything like that. <laughs> I no, would thanks. say I would say, I mean, the fact that you really haven't experienced um nonprofit America, it's something that man, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe, you never know. Try it. Well out. because with nonprofit there's there's that common denominator everyone wants to see that organization succeed everyone is is there for a reason it's like corporate america you're just there because you know you're there for a paycheck or maybe you really care about whatever it is that you're doing but when money enters the equation whatever is going to save you money or make you money is going to be the ultimate factor in what does or does not happen bro i have to say i love what i do i mean i and and i am willing to like utilize my entrepreneurial things for a venture that might not actually make any money so right now with the the youtube channel uh just posted all the the audio uh recording stuff like that like i don't know what's going to come of the work that i put in i probably put in a good 25 hours to modify the youtube channel for our our uh, recalled police to priest podcast thing, and it's like it's like it gives me joy. It gives me happiness. I I feel good about doing this. I don't know what's going to come of it. I mean, I still have supplemental income, and am able to kind of make it work. Where I'm able to to venture out and try these different things, but man, it makes me so happy just to to do these things. It, it's such a blessing. Um and. I don't know, man. I, that that's at this point right now, as I'm trying to to figure out the next stage in my life and and where I'm going, I have no idea if this this social media venture is going to work. But man, it's going to be a ride, and it's going to be something I remember for the rest of my life, and it's going to be totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs>